ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد اياكم الله ايها الاخوه the I want to use this opportunity to um, go through some words of uh, the Sheikh, Sheikh Rabi' bin Hadi, Al-Madkhali, Hafidhullah Ta'ala, Sheikh Al-Walid, concerning uh, a particular ayah from the Book of Allah, uh, and a hadith of the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, that he explained, uh, by way of which we can take uh, some benefits and uh, reminder. Uh, and that is <coughs> taken from the explanation of the Sheikh, um, the, the explanation he gave um, concerning the, uh, yani the kitab that you are all aware of, Sahih Muslim, the kitab Sahih Muslim, and in particular the kitab al-Iman from Sahih Muslim, the book of Iman in Sahih Muslim. Uh, and the, this particular hadith uh, comes under the chapter of باب مخافة المؤمن أن يحبط عمله مخافة المؤمن أن يحبط عمله uh, The believer, the fear of the believer that his actions uh, will become nullified His actions will become nullified So this is the chapter heading The chapter heading in this particular kitab Kitab al-Iman, the book of uh, Iman and Faith in Sahih Muslim قال الإمام مسلم uh, So this is the text within the Sahih uh, حدثنا أبو بكر بن أبي, شي, أبي, أبي شيبة that أبو, أبو بكر بن أبي شيبة He said قال حدثنا الحسن uh, حسن بن موسى That حسن the son of موسى He said حدثنا حماد uh, حماد ابن سلمة That uh, حماد ابن سلمة He narrated to, uh, to us From ثابت البناني عن أنس بن مالك so from the companion أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه أنه قال that he said لما نزلت هذه الآية that when this آية was revealed يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي in سورة الحجرات uh, and that is the saying of Allah سبحانه وتعالى O you who believe لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي O you who believe do not Raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet ﷺ. إلى آخر الآية, to the end of the ayah. جلس ثابت بن قيس في بيته. So we're still in the hadith. So Anis bin Malik, he said that when this verse was revealed, this verse in uh, Surah Al-Hujarat, the, <coughs> the second verse uh, in Surah Al-Hujarat, جلس ثابت بن قيس في بيته. This companion... Thabit bin Qais, he remained sat uh, in his home. Now, وقال أنا من أهل النار. He said, I am from the people of the fire. Thabit bin Qais, after this verse was revealed, remained in his home and said, I am from the people of the hellfire. وَاحْتَبَسَ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. And he refrained from being in the presence of the Prophet Wasallam. فسأل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سعد بن معاذ. And so the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he asked سعد بن معاذ. The companion رضي الله عنه he said 
said, Ya Aba Amr. This was the kunya of Sa'd. Ma sha'n thabit. What's, what's up with, with, with Thabit? What's, what's the situation with Thabit? Where is Thabit? I don't see Thabit. Ashtaka. Yani, has he become ill? Has he fallen ill? Qala Sa'd. So Sa'd, he said, Innahu lajari wa ma alimtu lahu bi shakwa. He said, indeed, he's my neighbor. Sa'd is my neighbor. Uh, uh, Thabit. So Sa'd, he said, to the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Thabit is my neighbor. However, I'm not aware that he's ill. I don't, I, as far as I know, he's not ill. He's not sick. Now, قال فأتاه سعد. And then Sa'd, he went to Thabit. فذكر له قول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. So he mentioned him what the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to Sa'd. Said to himself. فقال Thabit. And so Thabit said, أنزلت هذه الآية. This verse was revealed. يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي. Oh, you who believe, do not raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet This verse was revealed. ولقد علمتم أني من أرفعكم صوتا على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. This verse was revealed, and you you know that I have the loudest voice from all of you, and that my voice, يعني at times will be louder than. The voice of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, فأنا من أهل النار. And so I am from the people of the fire. And so Sa'd, he mentioned that to the Prophet Sallallahu to which he said, بل هو من أهل الجنة. Rather, he is from the people of paradise, the people of Jannah. نعم. And then Imam, Imam Muslim, he mentions uh, a number of, or he mentions another version of the hadith, uh, which is, uh, very similar uh, to that one, but uh, uh, the third uh, version he brings after that, uh, with an extra addition, um, na'am, wazad, um, and so he increased in that uh, version. فَكُنَّا نَرَاهُ يَمْشِي بَيْنَ أَذْهِرِنَا بَيْنَ أَذْهُرِنَا رَجُلٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ And so we used to see a man from amongst us, we used to see a man who was a miss, uh, with us, um, we used to see a man from the people of paradise, meaning Thabit bin Qais, radiyallahu anhu. Naam. And so, Sheikh, the Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Rabi'ah bin Hadi al-Madhuli, Habidahullah ta'ala, he begins his uh, explanation of this hadith, and he says that the Musannif here, meaning Imam Muslim, the author, he brought the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, uh, from different chains, with different chains, um, concerning the Qisra of Thabit bin Qais. Concerning the incident which took place and the story that took place with Thabit bin Qais. Uh, Naam, Al-Ansari, who was from the Ansar, from the people, from the believers in Medina. وَكَانَ كَمَا ذَكَرَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ خَطِيبِ Al-Ansar. He was the Khatib of the Ansar, the one who used to address the Ansar, speak to the Ansar, address them. Naam, Khatib. Naam. And the reason why this verse was revealed... This verse, يَا أَيُّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَرْفَعُوا أَسْوَاتَكُمْ فَوْقَ صَوْتُ النَّبِيِّ All you who believe, uh, do not raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet ﷺ, وَلَا تَجْحَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِ And do not speak to him uh, aloud, يعني with a loud voice. كَجَحْرِ بَعْضِكُمْ لِبَعْضِ How, just as one of you may speak to another from amongst you. Don't 
speak to the messenger of Allah with a loud voice, just as you speak to one another with a loud voice. Nam. And tahbata a'amalukum wa antum la tash'arun. Wa antum la tash'arun. That your deeds become nullified. That your deeds become nullified whilst you don't perceive. Whilst you don't know and you don't even perceive it. And so you can see here now why Imam Muslim, he brought this particular hadith um, wherein we see the mention of this ayah and this verse. Uh, and in particular here, this, uh, the last part of this verse, that your actions are nullified whilst you do not perceive that. Whilst you perceive not. And so the, the chapter of the heading was what? The chapter of this, this particular, uh, yani, uh, the title of the chapter here in this kitab, Kitab al-Iman was what? Does anyone remember? The fear that the believer has, that his actions will become nullified. Now, and so now you see the reason why uh, the, the Imam, Imam Muslim here now, the, uh, why this hadith was mentioned here. Now, and so the Shaykh, he continues and he says, أَنَّ وَفْدًا مِنْ بَنِي تَمِيمٍ قَدِمُوا إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ وَفِيهِمُ الْأَقْرَعَ بِنْ حَابِسِ That uh, a delegation from um, the tribe of Bani Tamim, they came to the Prophet and from amongst them was Al-Aqra' bin Habis, and another man by the name of Al-Qa'qa. Now, now, concerning the issue of uh, the the affair of the actions becoming nullified, then as the scholars, they mentioned that uh, the nullification of an action, the ihbab, al-amal, is of two types, is of two types. And this is uh, just as an additional benefit uh, to uh, the explanation of the shaykh, that the uh, nullification and the actions becoming nullified and void, not accepted, useless, that's the meaning of uh, nullified, um, is of types, or two types. The first type is ihbat uh, kulli, yani the complete nullification, nullifies all actions. It nullifies all actions. It nullifies that particular action and all the other actions that were done in the past. And so that is a shirk, al-kufr, disbelief, and ridda, ridda, apostasy. A shirk, which is to worship others besides Allah, to direct worship to others besides Allah. And Al-Kufr, which is to disbelieve in Allah, disbelieve in Iman, in any of the pillars of Iman, disbelieve, disbelieve, to disbelieve in, the, in, in Allah, the, the angels, uh, the Qutub, the Rusul, um, the, 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 the last day, the Qadr of Allah, and to disbelieve in anything that the Messenger of Allah came with. And Ar-Ridda is apostasy, to, to leave Islam. <coughs> to leave Islam after having accepted Islam as one's religion. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in Surah Az-Zumar وَلَقَدَ أُوهُ يَإِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبَلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَتَّهِ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ That it was revealed to you and revealed to those before you, meaning the prophets. Meaning the prophets before you. Revealed to you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and revealed to the prophets before you. لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ now you can hear shirk here, the verb. لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ That if you were to commit shirk, and if you were to worship others besides Allah, لَا يَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ 
that your actions will become nullified. Your actions will become nullified. None of your actions will be accepted. None of your salah, none of your uh, zakah, none of your psalm, hajj, umrah, none of that will be accepted. Shirk nullifies everything. To make dua to others besides Allah. To make dua to the angels. To make dua to the messengers. To make dua to a righteous man. To the person in the grave. That is shirk. And it nullifies all of those previous actions. It nullifies that action. That, that action of worship there, that dua. And it nullifies all the previous actions. Even though those previous actions, he may not have committed shirk with those actions. Did them for the sake of Allah. But that action of shirk there takes him outside of Islam and all his previous actions are nullified. So, that is the first type. The second type we said is the, 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 you know, yani from the matters that nullify the actions completely. Shirk and <coughs> kufr. Shirk and kufr. So kufr, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, وَمَن يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَمَن يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ Whoever disbelieves in iman. Yani he disbelieves in iman, disbelieves in that which the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Came with from Iman. Iman in Allah, the angels, the books, the messengers, the last day, and so on. فَقَدْ حَبِتَ amalu. So again, you hear, you're hearing the same words. فَقَدْ حَبِتَ amalu. His actions uh, are nullified. Nullified. Naam. And concerning the last from the first type. Uh, we said though, يعني that إحباط, the nullification, the complete nullification, كُلِّي. The last type is what? Ridda, which means apostasy, to leave Islam, having entered into Islam. Whoever he apostatizes, leaves Islam. He apostatizes from his religion, and then he dies. He dies in that state. It's possible a person may leave Islam. May leave Islam. And then before he dies, he accepts Islam again. So here there's a discussion that the scholars, they mention, uh, what, what, okay, the point of him leaving Islam, when he left Islam, his actions are nullified. But then when he accepts Islam again, what happens? Does, do those actions now come back? Does, if he made Hajj when he was Muslim the first time, is, this, is that nullified? Does he have to make Hajj again? It's a discussion that the scholars they have. So when he accepts Islam again, um, yeah, and he, does he have to? Are all those actions nullified still? Even though he's, he's accepted Islam again, does he have to perform the Hajj again, and so on? However, for the one who apostatizes, leaves Islam, and then he dies, but he, and he dies. Whilst uh, uh, having apostatized from Islam and not accepting Islam again, uh, it is those who their actions have uh, nullified and not accepted. So these are the three three types Uh, that uh, are the ihbat of the amal, complete nullification. It nullifies that action, whatever he's doing there, and all of the other actions. Then the second type is that ihbat, which is juz'i. Juz'i, yani partial nullification, or it nullifies just that action. It nullifies just that particular action. And so, from that, um, the yani ihbat of 
يعني the hasanat the good actions the good actions as it relates to the sayyat the evil actions yawm al-qiyama and this is in the case of the one whose evil actions outweigh his good actions so when the yawm al-qiyama when the scales are placed if a person's good actions afwan uh, his evil actions outweigh the uh, bad actions afwan <coughs> his evil actions outweigh the good actions and so here we have yani um uh, the, his, his evil deeds on this, this, this scale here. And his good deeds on this scale. But his evil deeds are heavier. Hmm? As, as you know, on a scale, if it's heavy, it comes down like this, right? And the, 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 the other side comes up. So his evil deeds are heavier. Huh? So this means that his evil deeds will cause him to go to the hellfire. And so the evil deeds have made ihbat of the good actions. Now, So, this is, يعني, but he, if he's a believer and died upon Tawheed, died upon Tawheed, and if Allah chooses to punish him in the hellfire, because his evil deeds outweigh his good deeds, if Allah doesn't forgive him, and if he is punished in the hellfire, then he will eventually enter Jannah. <coughs> he will eventually enter Jannah. Because we know there are those from this Ummah, um, Muslims, who will enter the hellfire for a period. Those who are known, known as Al-Jahannamiyoon. Al-Jahannamiyoon. Now, may Allah protect us uh, from the hellfire. All of us. Now, likewise, uh, as it's come in the hadith, man taraka salat al-asr. Whoever leaves salat al-asr. Whoever leaves salat al-asr. Faqad habita amalu. His action is nullified. Here the scholars, they discuss this as well. So, what does this mean? Some scholars said that this is actually part of the first type that we discussed. The ihbat kulli. The complete nullification. How is that? Because there are those who say that the one who doesn't pray, many from the scholars, uh, from the, from the uh, Hanabila, and many of the scholars they hold, not all of them, but many of them, they hold that the one who doesn't pray his salat, his five daily prayers, then he's not a believer. He's not a Muslim. Due to the proofs uh, within the Quran and the Sunnah. And the Messenger of Allah he said, from the proofs, بَيْنَ الرَّجُلْ وَبَيْنَ الشِّرْكِ بَيْنَ الرَّجُلْ وَبَيْنَ الشِّرْكِ وَالْكُفْرِ تَرْكُ الصَّلَاةِ Between a man, between al-kufr, between al-shirk, is تَرْكُ الصَّلَاةِ To leave off the prayer. Likewise, الْأَحْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا فَقَدْ the salah, so whoever abandons the salah, then uh, he is a disbeliever. Naam. And so here, those scholars say that this hadith here, although the mention, it only mentions Salat al-Asr here, hmm, yani that is because Salat al-Asr has yani, uh, uh, tremendous uh, yani status and worth. Hafidhu ala salah, hafidhu ala salat wa salat al-wusta. As Allah says in the Quran, Preserve the salah. We have to preserve all the salawat. Not just salat al-asr. We have to preserve all of them. But was salat al-wusta, as the scholars mentioned, that this is salat al-asr. The middle prayer. And God, specifically the middle prayer. God, all of them, but specifically the middle prayer. And salat al-asr. So just as you would preserve all of the prayers, not just asr, 
Although this hadith here now just mentions mentions asr, whoever uh, leaves off salat al-asr, then his actions are nullified. Likewise, whoever leaves off any of those prayers, just as you would preserve, you would preserve all of them. Whoever leaves off any of those prayers, فَقَدْ حَبِتَ عَمَلُهُ So some of some from amongst the scholars they said that this this hadith is actually it forms, uh, a proof for a, pers- a person leaving Islam, and so, يعني him leaving off the prayer that means. Yani that is ihbat uh, of his amal, all of it, uh, and him having left Islam. However, from the scholars they say that uh, yani um, the meaning here is that if a person, there's a difference between a person who leaves off salat al-asr all the time, all the salawat, all the time, doesn't pray at all. There's a difference between him and the difference a difference between the one who. Salat al-Asr, let's say one particular day, he he was lazy, or for whatever reason, he left off the, pray, the Salat al-Asr, prayed it after its time. Then the scholars, they say, some of the scholars, that they, they said that the meaning here is that his actions for that day, only that day, his actions only for that day were nullified. So not, not uh, ihbat kulli, that all of his actions are nullified, but just for that day. Now, likewise, from the ihbat juz'i, Partial nullification of the actions uh, is dhulmun nas, oppressing the people. When you oppress someone, yawm al qiyamah, when there is qisas between the people, and and uh, yani retaliation, and when those as as has come in the hadith that a person will come yawm al qiyamah, he will come with amal, righteous actions, amthal jibal, the likes of mountains. Come with many good actions. However, يأتي وقد شتم هذا وضرب هذا وأخذ مال هذا. He abused this one, and he beat this one, and he took the wealth of this one, and he oppressed people. And so, what would happen? They will come and huh? take those deeds of his. Hmm? So those actions are gone. Actions are nullified. Those righteous actions that you did. Nullified because they're taken. They're taken. So again, this is a form of uh, that uh, that juzi. Likewise, as Allah subhanahu wa taala He says, "Ya ayyuhaladina amanu la la tubitulu la tubitulu sadaqatikum bilmani wal adha." All you who believe, do not render your sadaqat, your charity that you give. يعني باطل لا تبطلو Yani, don't make it batil and false. Yani, nullified. Uh, that sadaqah that you give, don't render that, yani, futile. So it becomes nullified and not accepted. Bilmanni wal adha. Bilmanni wal adha, which is that you, and this is a reminder to us, that you may perform righteous actions, but there are things that you may do that causes that action to become nullified. Bilmanni wal adha, that you begin to remind People of that that generous that, that that righteous action that you did, you remind that individual. I gave you such and such. I did such and such. I gave such and such amount of money. Hmm? And likewise, that a person he uses that and he, yani, he uses that in a way, <coughs> yani, to, uh, as though he's done Allah a favor, as though he's done Allah a favor. كَالَّذِي يُنْفِقُ مَالَهُ رِئَاءَ النَّاسِ As Allah says immediately after. Huh? يَا أَيُّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُبْتُلُوا صَدَقَاتِكُمْ بِالْمَنِّ وَالْأَذَىٰ كَالَّذِي يُنْفِقُ مَالَهُ رِئَاءَ النَّا
Like the one who spends his money. Riya al-nas. Yani so the people can see. Riya. Riya. And that is another. That is another nullifier. Uh, another nullifier, which nullifies the action partial. The par- partial nullification. So that particular action when a person he does for the sake of people, so people can see that he's giving charity, or that he's praying, and so on. That particular action is nullified. Not all of the other actions, but that particular action. Now, and likewise, this particular hadith uh, that we're discussing, uh, yani, uh, raising one's voice above the voice of the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, and there is another type of ihbat, which we are encouraged, <coughs> that we are encouraged with. There is a particular ihbat, nullification of actions that we are encouraged to come with. Huh? You're all thinking, how's that? You guess what that is? Gives me a chance to take a sip. What you think? Is raising bad deeds with good deeds? Now, Indeed, the يعني, the good deeds wipe away the bad deeds. So there is that ihbat as well. That you nullify those actions, meaning those evil actions with good deeds. Now, and so uh, the Shaykh, he mentions, he continues and he mentions uh, here that Al-Aqra, uh, and so he was from that Bani Tamim, that tribe of Bani Tamim, um, that he um, he came in the eighth year, in the eighth year, uh, during the Ghazwat uh, Hunayn, Ghazwat Hunayn, the Battle of Hunayn, and he was from those that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he gave uh, يعني, uh, uh, um, uh, a large portion from يعني, the, 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 the spoils of war. Uh, يعني, uh, and this was before the Wafud, before the delegation came from Bani Tamim, that tribe, Bani Tamim, when they came. They came because tribes of the Arabs would come. They would come to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And so his Islam... Yani was um, was um, previous yani, to that, and he was from those who accepted Islam early on. And now here the Shaykh mentions that um, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu he sought advice from the from the Sahaba, and in particular Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu and Umar bin Khattab anhu, um, about who to place in charge over them from amongst them from that tribe. فأشار أبو بكر Abu Bakr said That's what He said place him Place him as an emir And Umar he said Al-Aqra No Al-Aqra So they differed Abu Bakr So he said To Umar He says you don't want except to differ with me You don't want except to differ with me وقال Umar And so Umar he said ما أردت خلافك I don't intend to differ with you. That's not what I want. So, يعني, they occurred what they occurred, what, what they occurred between them. ارتفعت أصواتهما. Their voices, يعني, they raised, they raised the voices with one another. فأنزل الله هذه الآية تأديبا للمؤمنين. So Allah revealed this verse as, يعني, تأديبا, يعني, as a discipline, discipline to the, uh, the to the believers. نعم. ألا يقدم بين يدي رسول الله. That they don't, يعني, make, a decision before and put themselves before the 
Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And that they respect him And that they know his station Naam فَلَا يَرْفَعُوا أَسْوَاتَهُمْ فَوْقَ صَوْتِ النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم. And so that they shouldn't raise their voices above the voice of the Prophet Naam. And that they should speak to him in his presence. They should, they should speak to him with ihtiram, uh, uh, with, uh, with ihtiram, with respect and with adab. Naam. فَإِنَّهُ خَاتِمُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ For indeed he is the seal of the prophets. وَسَيِّدُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ and he is the leader of the messengers, alayhi salatu wasalam. And that is why it is said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَذْكُرُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ بِأَسْمَائِهِمْ It is said that Allah, He mentions the prophets and He would call the prophets by their names. قُلْنَا يَا مُوسَى We said, O oh, Musa. <coughs> However, as for uh, the Prophet Muhammad wasalam, then He would say, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِي uh, that that we we'll find in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa taala would not address the Prophet by his name, but rather Ya ayyuhan Nabi, Ya ayyuhan Rasul, Ya ayyuhan Nabi, Ya ayyuhan Rasul. Naam, Naam. Muhammad sallallahu is mentioned. Wa ma kana Muhammad aba Naam aba aba ahdikum. Naam. That Muhammad sallallahu is not the father of any of you. That Muhammad is not but a messenger. But this is not addressing. This is not khitab. This is not addressing but information about him. And so what the Muslim he says, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. Muhammad Rasulullah. He says the name. He says, the name. He says his name Muhammad. Muhammad uh, he says the name but that is not khitab. That is not addressing him. Naam. Naam. Uh, and so uh, when this verse was revealed, خاف ثابت ثابت he feared that he was from the people of the hellfire بل جزم من شدة الخوف أنه من أهل النار the severe fear that he had he was يعني certain and he يعني he asserted that he is from the people of the fire لأنه كان يرفع صوته وكان أرفع الصحابة صوتا because he was he had the loudest voice from amongst the Sahaba. Nam. And he was a khatib. And uh, at times he would yakhtub, uh, <coughs> he would give a khutbah to the people and he would address the people. Um, um, and yani, his voice would, would raise. Wahala dalil ala ihtiramihi Rasul And this is a proof for his ihtiram, uh, the respect that he had for the Messenger of Allah. But indeed, the Sahaba, you uh, the Sahaba. The way of the Sahaba, and we see here in this particular hadith, Thabit, he, he, يعني, he had that fear that this ayah applied to him, and that his actions are nullified, and if his actions are nullified, that means he's in the hellfire. And so what did he do? He refrained from the Prophet He refrained from him. Abdullah ibn Rawah, the companion, the nature of the Sahaba is that they would go to when ayat were revealed and, and, and they would apply those ayat to themselves. Huh? Although the Thabit didn't raise his voice to the Prophet and competing with him, raising his voice to him. Huh? But when he was addressing his people, he would raise his voice. But not that he was raising it yani in front of the Messenger of Allah. Hmm? Abdullah ibn Rawaha, uh, the Sahabi, 
he likewise from how they were with uh, the ayat in the Quran when the Quran was revealed addressing them to respond uh, oh you who believe respond to Allah and his messenger and the way of the sahaba was that they would go that extra mile and yani uh, almost exaggerate almost exaggerate and so Abdullah ibn Rawaha, when he was on the way to the masjid, and he heard the Prophet ﷺ within the masjid, who was in the masjid, and he said, Ijlisu, sit down. But he was addressing those with him. But when he heard, whilst he was outside the masjid himself, and he, because he heard uh, the messenger of Allah ﷺ saying, sit, but he wasn't addressing him. He sat, he sat down outside the masjid. He sat down outside the masjid. And that reached the messenger of Allah ﷺ, and he said, may Allah increase you in... In, in, in that hirs and that zeal that you have due to that obedience that you have to Allah and His Messenger. Likewise, uh, the Sahaba, when Allah revealed, Ya ayyuladheena amnu, la tas'alu an ashya' in tubadalakum tasukum. Or you who believe, do not ask about things that if they were to become clear to you, then they would harm you. Yani the answers to those questions would harm you. Hmm? And so the man asked about Hajj. Is it every year? He remained quiet. Is it every year? He didn't say anything. Is it every year? He didn't say anything. And then he said, had I said yes, it would have become obligatory. Hmm? This man asking, is my father in the hellfire? Hmm? This man asking, uh, is so-and-so the, the father that, that I've been attributed to? Hmm? Abdullah, uh, Abdullah bin Hadafa. He, he said, he, he was accused uh, that or he was accused that his father wasn't his real father. And so he went and asked the messenger of Allah and said, is he my father? And the Prophet he said, yes, he's your father. But imagine if it was true that he wasn't your father. He wasn't your real father. And it was someone else that was your father. Then you knowing that, although you've reached an old age now, it doesn't really matter. He's brought you up and he's raised you and you love him like a father. He's like a father to you. He loves you like a father and you love him like a, like a, like a father. He loves you like, like he, you're his real son. Yani, we're talking about if it was the case that he wasn't your father. What benefit is it going to bring to you if now you find out he's not your real father, except that it's going to harm you and what the people say about you. And so there's no benefit in asking that question. And if you were to know the answer to that question, it would harm you. It would harm you. Hmm? But the way the Sahaba was what? That when this verse was revealed, don't ask about things. Huh? That if the answer was to become clear, it would harm you. It wasn't a prohibition to, yani, that they couldn't ask anything at all. No. It was a prohibition to ask, to, to, to not ask about things which would harm you. Yani, things that are unnecessary. Things that are unnecessary. Unnecessary. But the way the Sahaba was what? They would exaggerate, go the extra mile. They didn't ask anything. They stopped asking completely. They didn't ask anything at all. Uh, they didn't ask anything at all. To the point, that is why Jibreel alayhi salam, he came, that hadith of Jibreel when he came, and he said to the Prophet alayhi salam, uh, an Islam, tell me about Islam. And he told him about Islam, the five pillars of Islam. Akhbina an Iman, tell me about Iman. He told him about the six pillars of Iman. Tell me about Ihsan. Tell me about the hour. When is the hour? Uh, okay, you don't know the hour. What are the signs of the hour? Hmm? And then at the end, the Prophet said, Hada Jibreel. That was Jibreel. Atakum yu'allimukum deenikum. That was Jibreel. He came to teach you religion. Since you stopped asking. They stopped asking any They didn't ask any more questions. Hmm? So Jibreel came to teach them their religion, these fundamentals of their religion. Hmm? 
يعني this was the way the Sahaba and this particular hadith and this incident itself the incident between Umar and Abu Bakr and this hadith that we discuss in this ayah is mentioned in one particular wording that after that that Umar that he when it, whenever he would speak to the messenger of Allah after this he would speak so quietly that the messenger of Allah would have to say what did you say what did you say what did you say huh this is the way of the sahaba naam uh, and so and uh, so now here the sheikh he continues and he says that um that we also take from this hadith the ihtiram of the prophet sallam uh, with his companions how he was with his companions uh, how he would ask about them and how he would miss them when they weren't present he would he would miss them and so this uh, what we learn from this is that those who wulat al umur those who are in in charge of affairs and in charge of the people and the ulama the scholars that they uh, take the example of the messenger of allah sallam and that the amir for example the, or the sultan the leader he, um, he asks about يعني those around him when they're not present. Likewise, uh, the teacher, the alim, the teacher, and so on. He asks about يعني uh, those around him. He asks about his brothers, his students, and so on. Um, because the mu'minin are kalbunyan. They're a single body. They're a single body. يشد بعضه بعضا يعني they strengthen one another. Uh, they're like a single body. Now, um, and then the sheikh he mentions that. Um, Naam, he says that uh, in this we have the qissa uh, of Sa'ad and how he went to uh, Thabit uh, to inform him that the messenger of Allah asked about him um, and that uh, he was, that he is indeed from uh, the people of Jannah, not the people of the Hellfire as he uh, yani began to believe about himself. Um, naam, um, and so then he comments on the saying of, uh, of Anas, uh, يمشي بين أذهرنا رجل من أهل الجنة. And so we, um, so we used to see a man from the people of Jannah walk amongst us. Um, so uh, here the Sheikh he says, أخبرهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه من أهل الجنة. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم informed them that he is from أهل الجنة وشهد له بذلك. And he bore witness to that. وكانوا يرونه رجلا يمشي بين أذهرهم. Uh, uh, that they would see a man from the people of this dunya walking amongst them, but they knew that he's from Ahl Jannah. And we know that there are those who guaranteed Jannah. The Ashara al Mubashirin, Bil Jannah, the ten who have been guaranteed uh, paradise. But here, we, what we take from this hadith also is that it's not just the ten. Not just the ten, there are more than the ten. Yani those hadith that mention the ten, yes. We affirm the ten, the khulafa al-arba, the four khulafa and the, the others that were mentioned. Um, but when we gather all of the ahadith together, we find there are others also that are guaranteed. Jannah, uqasha, the hadith, when the messenger of Allah he said that there are 70,000 from my ummah, jannah will enter jannah, bila hisab, wala adab. They will enter jannah without hisab, without reckoning, and without adab. Without punishment. And then, Uqasha, he said, O Messenger of Allah, make dua that I am from them. And he said that you are from them. And so Uqasha, likewise, we bear witness, and we believe, and we know, and we've been informed that Uqasha, likewise, is uh, from 
those who have been guaranteed Jannah, likewise Thabit. And uh, similarly, the, 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 the black woman who used to have fits. And she asked the messenger of Allah to make dua for her. And the Prophet said, if you're patient, then uh, you will be from Jannah. And so she uh, was patient, patient with that. Now, and so, um, يعني, uh, the Shaykh, he says here, رب ضارة نافعة فتضرر بهذا الخوف واحتبس وكانت النتيجة هذه البشرة التي زفت إليه وهي أنه من أهل الجنة. The meaning of which basically is uh, how many times that, uh, that which is harmful in reality is, is uh, something which is beneficial. You think it to be harmful, but it's beneficial. Uh, and so he, he mentions that here, that uh, Thabit, that, that fear that he had, and him refraining from the messenger of Allah. Look how it turned into Bushra. It turned into, into good news and glad tidings that he is from Ahlul Jannah. هذا وصلى الله عليه وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين نعم